This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Ernie Eves is with us, the former premier and finance minister. Good afternoon, Ernie. How are you, John? I'm great. Fine, good. <laughs> John Turley, you answered the question. It wasn't asked. It wasn't, but uh, you, were an, you were anticipating it. You, you should have made rehearsal. <laughs> John Turley, you're risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets. How's John? It's a capital day. It is a capital day. Well, we're going to find out if, in fact, it is. Peter Tabbins is here, NDP MPP for Toronto Danforth, and their energy and climate crisis How's Peter? I'm doing well, John. Good to see you. Were you in the legislature when Rod Phillips uh, read out the financial statement? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. You didn't want to hear the good news? (laughs) Gee, somehow I didn't think that that was going to be the outcome, Mr. Oakley. What what do you mean? I mean, they've uh, relented on certain files. They're putting more money into autism, health care. Ambulance services, social services, the people that, uh, the things that mayors were like Tory were complaining about. Uh, they've reversed themselves on that. They've got the deficit lower from a $10.3 billion projection earlier, down to nine now. Isn't that good news? The simple reality is that the heart of the cuts that he put in place are still there. Uh, you can talk about the money that uh, they claim they're going to put into autism, and they may put it in, but that's an announcement that they made almost a year ago. So I don't see a lot that's new out of this. I see a continuation of cuts and some softening around the edges because you've got a premier who's got a big political problem. He is not popular. He's a guy who gets booed by crowds at big sporting events, and uh, he's got to do something about his image. So I think we're seeing some image control, some image action, but I don't I don't think you're going to see anything substantial in terms of really looking after the people of this province who still are going to be getting their health care in hallways and hospitals a year after Ford said that would be taken care of. And you're still going to have high school students who can't get in the courses they need because he's cutting back on the number of teachers. Well, geez, uh, who wants to take <laughs> well, this one? It's, you know, you, you can rely on someone from the NDP to turn a win into a loss and a loss into a win. I mean, this is a big gain for the NDP. You see not just softening around the edges, but they're walking back constantly, constantly. Uh, this is all you marketing. Should be cheering, it's all cheering marketing. cheering from the benches saying, look how we've we've showed them that they're wrong, that they can't do this. And, and that's where you need to push the file on. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the public that's shown them that they can't go where they're going. Peter I think they're in trouble with the public. You're the answer. official opposition take some credit they got real problems <laughs> do they i mean i don't know I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a government listening to the people i mean if they weren't listening to the people and charging ahead the way they'd started in the first few months peter would be the first guy to be screaming and yelling well if they've um, been listening to the people or any they wouldn't have done many of the stupid things they did they wouldn't well, have been hurting people the way well, they have well let's go to the autism file because we talked about this last week a little bit this is a famous bugbear of mine up until 1995, yeah. no government in Ontario history had spent 10 cents on autism. Zero. Nothing. Bob Race thought so much about autistic children that he gave them nothing. David Peterson thought so much about autistic children, he gave them nothing. Zero. Not a dollar. Not Bill even Davis a dime. Too, eh? We started in my first budget at $25 million a year. It rapidly went up to $300 million a year. McGinty and Wynne kept it at $300 million a year. And now you have a government that's saying we're increasing that to $600 million a year, and you're not happy. 
It's 600 million times more than your government gave them. Well, I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll just point out Sorry, to you. That, no, that, correct me. That would be right. $600 million more would be right if you gave them a dollar, but right. you didn't. They I weren't know. worth a dollar to you people. That's how much you care about autistic children. So I don't want to hear any lectures about autism from you or the liberals because you thought they were worth nothing, zero. But I'm not going to lecture about anything, Ernie, but I am going to tell you that if it hadn't been for the autistic parents and the autistic community across Ontario mobilizing to defend themselves both against Wynn and against Ford, they wouldn't have gotten anything. It was their efforts that made the difference. We supported them in the legislature, but it was their organizing out on the ground that made the difference. So if anything's happened with Ford, it's because he's been pushed to the wall by parents who just can't take it anymore, who are not going to leave their kids abandoned. Pro- I know a little bit about this file. Apparently so, you do. Yes, and, I do. And I'm I know not about joking. special you needs do. children, yeah. having had one of my own. Yeah. So I can tell you right now, there will never be enough money to help every single autistic child in this province through his or her full development. That can't happen. Unfortunately, those are the realities of life. It would be $6 billion, $10 billion, $12 billion a year. What Mr. Ford tried to do in his initial approach to this, rightly or wrongly, the government tried to take the $300 million that was being spent and spend it evenly for every autistic child in the province. And that has some very fortunate consequences for people that never received a dime before. And it had some very unfortunate consequences for people whose children were receiving up to twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. It meant everybody went to about $2,500 a year. So if you're got, getting nothing, which was the overwhelming majority of children, now you had 2500 bucks. But if you're getting 25000 now you're getting 2500 bucks. Obviously, those parents aren't happy, and nor should they be. I think the way it should have been dealt with is those parents, those children should have been grandparented in, as it were, to what they were receiving, and then you start to expand the program from there. And I think you'll find that the government has listened to the, to the report from the committee, which was independent, and they are going to go ahead and do what they wanted to do. And more power to them. They actually listen. Well, that's the uh, thing that a lot of the critics are even saying. You know, finally they're listening, or they hit a reset button, and uh, the waters are smoother now, or, you know, he's taking the ship away from the shoals, and he's writing it somewhat. I mean, is that the way you assess it, John? That I mean, the deficit is down to $9 billion, and uh, it's tracking in the right direction instead of going up, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I hear from uh, some of the callers who called earlier in the aftermath of the uh, announcement saying, well, we elected him to go in there and slash this thing in the immediate. I mean, was, was that Dean French calling in? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of his several cousins. Uh, so the reason I say Johnny that... French. <laughs> the reason I say that is because, you know, where I would argue Mr. Ford's uh, government went off the tracks is that, you know, they, they didn't know the difference between the people who help you get elected and then the people that help you govern. And so we had the folks who ran the election and won the election... And, you know, we understand that elections are places where, you know, strident talk is is very common, uh, starting to get into government and having very strident policies, uh, which are not helpful when you're in government. So I see them trying to win back the trust of of the people in in Ontario. And I think that's a good thing if you want to have a long-term political, uh, you know, future in this province. Well, it's so interesting, too, that uh, even John Tory had somewhat of a turn of heart towards Doug Ford earlier this week. He was singing hosannas to Doug Ford as a nation builder, a nation builder, Peter Tavins. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, he's trying to have a premier's conference, I guess, uh, conducted before the year is out here in Toronto, bring them all together. 
I don't know if the prime minister is going to be invited or not. But <laughs> I have no idea. No, but uh, do you see that maybe, uh, you know, he's trying to, there's a change in tone now. He's taken the high road. He was the convenient whipping post for the prime minister during the election campaign, and right now he's trying to rise above all of that. Isn't that a positive? Well, if someone is engaged in marketing to deal with the political problems that they've created, I recognize that they're engaged in marketing, but he's still cutting funding for post-secondary education. He's not actually doing what we need to have done around the climate crisis. He's been cutting money back in Indigenous affairs. And frankly, John, I I criticize the Liberals all the time when they talk a good line and don't do what needs to be done. And I think we've got the same problem we hear with Ford. He's talking a much better line. He knows that he made himself incredibly unpopular, but the guts of his agenda is still rolling forward, and people need to recognize that. Well, you talked about uh, the green agenda. I wanted to come back because it seems like that's going to be the number one priority for the federal Liberals. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.